0: So now it's my pleasure to introduce our speaker for the day. And I would like to introduce one of the smartest people that I know, like you can ask her anything like, is this rash contagious, does my child have a broken rib, how do I make a crockpot meal 10 months in advance, like anything, you can ask this lady anything and she always knows the answer. And one of my fondest memories with her was spending an afternoon at her island, chopping and cutting and making 10 freezer meals so that we could go home and just pull them out and feed our families. So it was a good time and I'm excited to learn more of her tricks and to share them with you all. So please welcome Charlene McWilliams. Thank you, Nikki. Nikki, when I look around at this room, I was just a little nostalgic. This is my first year that I haven't been in MOPs for many years. And uh, as I looked around at each of the tables in here, I know at least two or three people that were either in a group with me or that I met through MOPs that I would never have met any other way. So um, it just fills me with joy to be able to come back and share. And I'm not really that smart. I'm just really good at, like, internet searching and absorbing the lessons that others teach. So if I can share the painful lessons I've learned and the things I've picked up along the way, I'd love to do that. So, for those of you that maybe don't know me, um, I will get into a little bit more about kind of how I started into meal prepping. But first, I thought I would um, tell you why I named uh, the talk today Diligent at Dinner. So, uh, and this kind of fits in with what I'm going to share about who I am and how I started into meal prepping. So, I get all my props here. So, I use the word diligent because when I looked at what your theme was for this year, and that this uh, talk fell under "Do Your Work." Um, I thought there was a really good description from MOPs of what that means, that like so much of being a preschool mom, an infant mom, a toddler mom, is just this monotonous groundhog day of daily tasks over and over and over, of which all meal prep, not just dinner, falls into in my book. So um, I use the word diligent because I think it kind of encapsulates that sense of doing your work and only because the monotony part, the negative connotation that you can hear that I kind of attach to that. Um, the word diligent to me had always kind of had that context too, right? Diligent sounds like you're hardworking, you're sweating in the field, <laughs> it just does not have a positive joyful connotation to me. But um, I had a devotional that um, focused on the word diligent, and um, as I studied that word, it just kind of made me shift and meal prepping for me has shifted into a more joyful category. So the word diligent comes from the Latin word, diligere, which means to value highly and take delight in. Okay. So when people say that they're working diligently in English, we I mean, to me, that always, again, sounds like a sweaty, hard job. It does not sound like something that I delight in, right? Um, and so I feel like we've kind of lost that delight part. and. Um, and so I specifically use that word diligence, just because I'm hoping that I can share today um, some things that maybe take mealtime if for you it's a painful, like, uh, somebody's asking me what's for dinner and I don't know, to a, a place that's a little more joyful. So, who am I? Uh, I am currently a mom of four kiddos aged five to 11, uh, and the first 10 years I was married, I did not have children, and my husband and I were both working, and so pretty much uh, dinner was easy. Like we'd get home, we'd eat whenever. And then my life kind of shifted when I was a working mom and I was expecting my first child. So my husband and I have kind of been floating along. We both had very busy uh, work work lives. And so one of us might get home. The other one's not going to be home for a couple hours. We kind of scramble and eat dinner on our own with whatever is available. Um, we could even had time to swing by the grocery store on our way home if we needed to, um, take out and eating out was a lot easier to do with just the two of us. And then, um, we were a military family and I was expecting, I was working long hours and, um, about halfway through my pregnancy, I realized that we, like, we would both get home at about 7 p.m. and I'd have no plan for dinner and we would fall into going out to eat, which was actually because we had to leave the military base more complicated, like go through the gate, go out to eat, have to come through the gate to come back, and it was like we're spending the entire time from when we come home at seven until we fall into bed, like going out to eat because I have no plan, like we're spending basically two hours of just getting dinner together. Um, And so that really shifted me on a search to figure out a way to make dinner, dinner planned at the very least, (laughs) instead of randomly, I don't know, what do you feel like? Mexican, yeah, like, uh, so I started trying to have a plan. And so when I, um, thought about, okay, how can I make this easier? The best examples I had were, um, my mother. So my mother was the classic stay at home mom, um, who always made everything from scratch and gardened and canned and blah, blah, blah. Like, I didn't know that cake mixes came in a box until I went to college, Um, and all my roommates laughed at me. I was like, look, they have like muffin mix in a box. So, (laughs) um, just to give that context, okay. And I clearly was not that as I headed out into the world, right? Like I was only responsible for myself. I did not have that type of situation, but I had a really great example in her. And, um, when my youngest sister started kindergarten, my mom was a registered nurse and retrained because she'd been out of the workforce for 20 years, went back to work part-time. So, um, on the days that she would work, she would pull out a frozen meal and have it on the counter, and it would be like thawing in the sink, and it would have instructions on it. And when my dad got home from work, he would do whatever the instructions say and serve dinner. I still didn't participate necessarily in the dinner creation as a kid, but I had that example in my head of how my mom did it, even though she was working and had dinner ready, even though she wasn't even there. Um, And then I had this great story from my husband, his mother, with, he was the oldest when four years later when she had her second child, um, she had a very traumatic delivery and was basically in bed like for the first month um, recovering. And they joke, and this is a family joke, that he was four and he would go downstairs to the basement to the deep freeze, climb up on a step stool, open the deep freeze freezer and pull out a UFO an unknown frozen object bring it upstairs and stick it in the oven like he knew enough of how to like then climb up on another steps and stick it in the oven basically at four was pulling these frozen meals out of the freezer because in those days people brought you meals but she was part of a group of women that got together and sewed and got they were out in like the country in a farming community and they before she not knowing what was going to happen but before she'd had her baby had like gotten together and made like 40 meals and put them in her freezer. And so for that month, like that's literally how they, like anyone had dinner, including my husband as a four year old. And so um, given those two examples of like, you know, like there's a way to do this, right? And it's like modern times, it should even be easier. Um, and I also just want to share before I kind of launch into. Um, The rest of this that I'm not really digitally savvy, like I can look stuff up on Google, but I I know that there are so many resources out there. I'm going to mention some of them that have worked for me, but I um, just want to frame this for those of you that maybe aren't like this, like take my tips with this grain of salt. I'm the person who, when I got an Instapot, was like, uh, the Instapot takes too long. (laughs) Everyone else was like, wow, I used to cook dinner for an hour and now it only takes, you know, 20 minutes of prep and then it cooks the rest of the time on its own. I had never spent an hour cooking dinner. So, to me, like the Instapot, pre- like the fact I have to spend half an hour prepping dinner was like, that was too long. So, understand that like my life now with older kids that are busy is... We walk in the door, we sometimes have 20 minutes for them to change, get their other shoes on, get their dance clothes, and be back out the door. And so I don't have 20 minutes to prep and then another half hour to wait for the Instapot. So just, I know people love their Instapots. I have one, I use it for other things like boiling eggs, but I do not cook dinner in my Instapot. Um, and then digitally, there are so many blogs and like cooking blogs and mom blogs that have cooking tips and the Six Sisters Instapot people, and there are so many different people who have recipe plans and that type of thing. I'm going to post post some that I've tried um, and maybe a little bit of a review on your um, Mops Facebook page, but like you could spend endless weeks Sorting through and trying all the different subscriptions and stuff like that out there, and so just to say, I am the type of person that when I find a good recipe on a blog, I print it off on paper. I do not keep it on an iPad in my kitchen. Like the iPads aren't used for that in my kitchen. So just, just to, if you're one of those other people, there are I'm sure ladies in this room that maybe organize in a different way, that can teach you other tips about how to save it digitally and pull it up on your iPad in your kitchen. So. Um, So the most basic changes, if you are somebody like me and you're starting at square one, I'm going to reverse to 12 years ago when I was expecting my first child and some of the most basic things that you can do. So if you are making dinner, double the recipe and cook the one tonight and freeze one in either a glass 9 by 13 pan. You can always freeze it and then pop it out and wrap it in aluminum foil, label what pan it goes in, and stick it back in the freezer so that you have a stack of those over time. Um, but basically, that's the most simple, easy way for you to go for it, is if you have a great dinner that your family loves, most dinners will freeze well as long as they don't stay in your freezer forever. Um, and so I would just highly recommend, like step one, if you have no idea where to start, is just double the recipe of your favorite dinner and freeze one. Um, this works for breakfast casseroles, it works for things as simple as making pancakes. I never make one batch of pancakes. I always make twice as many pancakes as needed in, on a morning when I'm making pancakes. And I put the rest in a Ziploc bag, and the next morning I stick them in the toaster oven. And somebody back at the store table was talking about how they love um, their air fryer. I also bought and gave away an air fryer because I have always used a toaster oven a lot. So from back in the days when I was cooking just for my husband and I in a toaster oven. So um, I just reheat them up there. You could reheat them up in the microwave, but um, you can also freeze pancakes. So pancakes, waffles, those types of things, you can just, if you're freezing them, I layer them with parchment paper. But if I'm just putting them in the fridge because I'm going to use them in a day or two, then I just, like, you don't even have to put something between all of them. It's, like, pick up the stack of pancakes and just stick it in a Ziploc bag. Um, Other things that you can prep ahead, egg uh, egg muffins, uh, like in a muffin pan. If you have a silicone one especially, they're really easy to pop out. Um, And so you can make, like, a muffin tin full of, like, um, like egg quiche or, I mean, you really do it any way you like it. You can put spinach and ham in them. You can put tomatoes in them. You can do them just plain eggs and, and cheese if your kids don't like the vegetable stuff. You can blend it with the spinach so it's a little bit green and maybe fun, but they can't see the spinach. Like you can do any sort of options with eggs and those little egg and muffin things, if it's silicone especially, I have found pops out much better. You can um, flip them out and you can freeze those too and then just reheat them. It's sort of like, instead of buying the box for twice as much, you can just make your own. Uh, and then I also wanted to say, everything tastes better in miniature. So these are the kid tips I've learned, not necessarily about meal prepping, but um, <laughs> very definitely well used. I have silicone ones and um, aluminum ones. But the types of things that I do in these, so some days when I I, I make pancakes, most mornings, because I have one child that would live on pancakes for three meals a day. Um, but quick tips there to make it harder: you can put a scoop of protein powder in them. You can like, but I mostly start out with like basic Bisquick, Crustex um, pancake mix. Um, the mini pans: you can make mini muffins, you can make mini brownie bites for desserts that are you know miniature. Um, I do pancakes and then give them a little thing of syrup, and they dip in them, but that all that stuff you can freeze. You can make a double batch and then freeze a bag, and then you have breakfast for two days from now. Um, ham and cheese pinwheels, like with crescent rolls, you can wrap up ham and cheese, put them in there, put it in a regular muffin tin size, and now you have like a little sandwich, cute sandwich for lunch. Um, I've done meatloaves in like the regular muffin size, which is about one portion size for kids. So for some reason, the same kid that will tell you that it like they won't even touch it or try it in a regular form will often try it in either a mini form or the muffin form. Like, it's magical. So try that. Um, cornbread with a little hot dog piece stuck in it um, in a regular muffin or in the mini ones makes like a little teeny um, healthier maybe. Um corn dog. Um, anyways, the other thing that I would say very simply is never chop half an onion or pepper. Um, so basically one thing I learned was if I'm chopping an onion, just chop the whole thing and put the half that you don't need into a baggie, label it, stick it into your chili, you know, just, you can go grab it from the freezer then and you already have it. Um, so I do that with onions and peppers, um, and sometimes even tomatoes because, then when i have to put like diced tomatoes in a soup i sometimes have just a bag of diced tomatoes in the freezer uh, then the other thing i would say about that is don't ever let your groceries go bad so this helps with preserving right your groceries so you aren't throwing stuff out so um i do smoothies i have one of my children really like smoothies for breakfast so i mean when the kale's been in there for a week and now you're going for your next grocery run you still have a whole half a bag of kale like you can freeze kale and any fruit if you chop it up and Rinse it quick and dump it in a bag. You can usually break it apart enough even without doing the whole freeze on the um, cookie sheet thing to have them freeze separately. Like that's the classic. Freeze all the blueberries on the cookie sheet and then they'll be frozen individually. Then you put them in a baggie. They're really easy and come out like they do from the store bags. But if you just dump them in there, usually there's enough air in between that I found I can like break off a chunk and stick it in the blender. Um, And celery, like, I used to throw out half a bag of celery all the time because it would always go limp before I used the other half. I'd get it for one recipe. So that would be my other thing is if, like, you don't have a plan for the rest of the celery, like, just chop it up while you're cooking up the first part that you need for a recipe, and that's really great to pop into soups from the freezer. It won't hurt it going from the freezer to your pot. Okay, so those are the easiest first tips I have. The other thing I would say is for other things, um, and I say other things being like, hey, you'll, you'll learn this if you don't have kids this age when they get to elementary school. Like, I forgot I was supposed to bring like two dozen cupcakes tomorrow, mom. <laughs> okay, so that then means you have to go to the grocery store. And if you're a mom that maybe is on your own some of the time or you're working, you have other things, obviously, and you just don't spend all day thinking about going to the grocery store. Um, I have found that keeping yellow cake mix, pie filling, brownie mix and a thing of frosting in my pantry at all times there's a lot of things you can do with that there's a very simple dump cake type of thing um oh and i would yeah i said pie filling um that i do for like if we have a potluck and like suddenly oh someone invites us over i can say i'll bring dessert i always have the yellow cake mix and a stick of butter and the two cans of pie filling in the bottom it's a dump cake and it cooks in a couple hours so um that's the type, and I can put that re- basic recipe on it. You can change out the pie fillings. It can be apple pie filling, cherry pie filling, blueberry pie filling. We've mixed pie filling flavors. Um, but that's just, those are simple things. Most of the time when I bring something to a potluck, it's a tried and true recipe that has five or less ingredients because that's how I roll. So um, those would be pantry items. The other things that you can always keep are butter, eggs, and cream cheese. And I actually use egg beaters for cooking because you can freeze it. So um, just to put this in a frame of reference, when I started really getting into meal prepping and crock potting, I lived in Alaska, and um, you know it can be 40 below zero for little stretches of like two weeks at a time, and like you literally have to leave your car running when you go to the grocery store. So um, while you're inside, so your car will start. And so um, like we just didn't go unless we needed like a gallon of milk and then literally you ran in and got your milk while your car was running. So that type of like, that's the frame reference of where I started this. So knowing what you can freeze, you can always, so similar to the pantry, I often have it, I always have like a pound of butter frozen in the freezer door. Um, And then one thing of egg beaters, usually like a small container of egg beaters because you can unthaw those and put those in baking stuff and it'll turn out just the same. Um, There are things like powdered eggs and egg replacers and things that you can keep in your pantry too, but like those are the real things and it won't bother them. And cream cheese. So I usually have a block of cream cheese um, frozen in my freezer, so another pantry type tip. Okay. So getting into the crock potting, um, I did the crock potting like I said because by the time we came home, um, at the point I kind of started into this, it was often we were both getting home at like seven o'clock at night and wanted to just be able to eat and not spend another half hour cooking. So I started out by getting some books and, um, and reading some recipe blog type things. Um, and what I would say is just start somewhere and um, try to make it fun. But what we did initially, and I'm going to kind of describe my process um, just because I, you'll, I'm going to kind of put it all together at the end. So one of the first books that I got, and this is you know random, I know nothing about um, crock potting, <laughs> like, busy people, slow cooker, that's me, so <laughs> that must be great. And honestly, my review of this cookbook is that I, I was like, something's, something's got to change because like we're, we hate these recipes. So what we were doing was <laughs> we would look up one that looked good and I would uh, make it. And I'm just flipping through, uh, and I would it, we'd rate it like on a scale. Of, this is just my husband and I because I had just one baby at this point, and. Um, like, there's many on here that are like two, so scale of one to five, or zero to five, we would say if it's not a three and a half or better, we're never going to make it again. And most of the recipes in here are like two, two and a half, maybe a three. So I can honestly say I never. I had to dig through my um, cabinet to find this, to bring this, <laughs> to share that. But I say that to say, I then exchanged this book with a neighbor, I was, so I was expecting my midwife who happened to live across the street was like, oh, I want a crock pot too, or I want to start doing more crock potting too. I have this book and we hate all the recipes in our book list swap so we actually swapped cookbooks and the dump cake that I just described was in her cookbook and I we liked recipes from her cookbook. And she ended up liking recipes from Point. <laughs> so again, different people, right? Different strokes. So um, try try different books. Swap with a friend so you're not buying five cookbooks and hating them all. Um, but then have some. find a way to have fun with it so that even if it's not like, oh, we're never going to make this again, you're kind of having fun with it would be my advice. But what I can say about this book, and the other reason I brought it, is because she had phenomenal tips in the front. And I'm going to use one of them when I prep at the end here. And um, it was about making veggie packets and sticking it on top of your main dish and cooking it all in the same crock pots so that you have both a main dish and a side. And she had an entire um, example list of like combinations to use, like she called them pocket pouch vegetable combinations so she liked broccoli and beans I put a pound of frozen broccoli and one pound of frozen green beans and I sprinkle in butter buds she really liked butter buds I had never heard of that product before and so I was introduced to butter buds through here too so um, even though I never ever use this for recipes um, some of my first and best tips that I still use for crock pots came from here Then, because my sister, I have four sisters, so one of them heard about it, and she's about 10 years ahead of me, she was like, oh, I have the Crock-Pot cookbook for you, so for that Christmas, she gave me, and this lady, the fix-it-and-forget-it lady, has like five different Crock-Pot cookbooks, but the one for entertaining, and I will link these on your Facebook page, um, was, you can see all the, this is where... Um, we started rating them and most of them almost all of them we really liked and so I then created my first like meal prepping list off of recipes we love from this cookbook and this is the one that even to this day I pull out the most. Another one um, during that Alaska time that I liked um, Sandra Lee semi-homemade she has a lot of um, cookbooks as well, but she has a series one and series two slow cooker one. I happen to start with the series uh, two one. Uh, and this her style is like you dumped in you dump in stuff that's sort of prepared ish. So like instead of cans of straight beans and tomatoes and pasta and meat, you would she uses things like near east uh brand uh couscous or something you know like it's like a little fancier and elevated (laughs) so we um have a number from here that we really like as well that are like maybe a little more price wise if you're really on a budget hers have some of those ingredients that are maybe a little more but then it's a little fancier of a dinner so i liked hers and then this is one that i just haven't had time to use yet but um that i picked up actually at a mops conference and these ladies um basically have a recipe book and they talk also about tips at the front about freezing and just a method but you have to pick your own recipes and then put together a list and put together a prep the way I did myself with the other books. But basically, all their recipes they've tested to be freezer friendly, so as we all know, sometimes things come out of the freezer and they don't taste that great and they taste nothing like what they made, you made before you froze it. Um, so all of these recipes should withstand the freezer pretty well, but I just haven't had a lot of time to test those, but it looks like a good option. Okay, so get some books, try some blogs, and um, just try. Try to make it fun with the rating or something. Um, be willing to have some be bad in order to find the ones that you really like, right? Um, and then if you are thinking, I started out with my grandma. I had a crock pot that my grandma had given me when we got married 10 years earlier. I had never used it for anything but chili. Um, and that's what I was using. And, I, and part of why I got that cookbook from my sister was I had said, oh, my goodness, um, I need to get a new fancy crock pot that has a delayed timer because if you start stuff at, at 6 in the morning when you leave for work and you don't get home till 7, it's, like, mush when you get home. Um, and then the brilliant midwife that lived across the street was, like, just get a light timer. And I was, like, ah, ta-da. So <laughs> for $5, you can get a light timer. They have them right now for Christmas lights, right, um, at, like, Walmart in the utility section by the light bulbs. And basically, I would turn my Crock-Pot on. And because it has a lift-out, um, the one from my grandma did not have a lift-out thing, so I always had to have like the cans lined up and prep it that morning. But if you have a lift-out one, you can even prep it the night before, have it in your fridge, drop it in. Your Crock will warm up by the time the timer goes on and turns on your Crock-Pot, and it won't crack. So like, And your food will be fine if it goes from refrigerated to turning on at noon. Okay, So I, like, those are the two questions I get, like, oh, what if it cracks my crock pot? Well, if it's been warming up on the counter since 6 o'clock this morning, six hours later, and most food, if it was refrigerated and sits out for six hours and then gets cooked properly, it's going to be fine. Okay, So that's what, I w- that's what I started doing, and that's how I started doing it. I had an older one. The newer digital ones, um, I don't know how you would do that with... A timer. So if you are going to get a digital one instead of the little knob one where you can just turn it on and then stick it into a timer, get a fancy one that has a delay start or something if you need that. Um, but you don't even, like I said, don't go to like Team Challenge and get an old crock uh, Let's see. Oh, the double duty veggie thing I already described, but I'm gonna show you a sample later. Okay, so Uh, Meal prepping for the crock potting. What we did was we took that first recipe book that I said we really liked, the Fix It and Forget It for entertaining, and we found kind of four to five recipes that I had, or I found four to five recipes that I had um, that we liked, and I made basically a grocery shopping list. So I broke it down by like meats, canned goods, produce, pantry, and dry goods, and basically created on the computer my own thing. And so then I started every quarter, I would make these meals. And there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, there are nine meals. So I would, every quarter, I'd spend a Saturday morning, I'd go grocery shopping with this list, and then I type the ingredients onto a sheet that I saved that I could print onto labels to put on the bags that has the prep, right? So that I didn't have to keep pulling out the cookbook, right? So the idea is you prep it and then you stick it in the freezer and then you just go grab a freezer bag. It has the instructions written right on it. You dump it in your Crock-Pot and you're done, okay? And then the third page that went with that was... I went upstairs and made copies, so... I might have shuffled up, but the third page is your actual prep page. So once you have your groceries, which let's say you take an hour to get groceries or you get them the day before, then the next page I had a meal prep so I took each recipe and just put what the ingredients went in that bag, right? And then the third page is the label sheet that I would just run through my printer onto labels. It's like, yes, it took time to create this, but I now have nine recipes. And what I always did was make one, make a second one. I would double it. So every quarter I would have 18 frozen meals and I could just, busy day, no it's gonna be a busy day today. I could grab one from the freezer. And then once you start only eating this way or most of the time, um, another complaint I get about crockpot cooking is, like, I took it out to on and then that's not what I felt like the next day. Like, I thought, oh, yes, we want Aztec chicken. And then the next morning when I went to drop it in the crockpot, I thought, oh, that's not really what I want to have today. So I started pulling out two or three meals at the beginning of the week on a Sunday night, letting them on And then um, I got to pick every morning, which one, <laughs> which somehow it solved that problem. So if that's another thing that you run into, like, ugh, like, I hate having to pick the day before, and you really get into meal prepping, then you can also just on thaw a couple at a time. Let's see, it takes me about two hours on a Saturday morning. You probably spent longer with me, Nikki, that day. We did, we did a whole bunch. Yeah, we talked a lot. Um, but basically, like, two hours on a Saturday, once a quarter, and it would have that many meals, right? Um, I bag them in Ziploc baggies, but, again, if you're someone who's like, I don't want to use that much plastic, um, and I also use aluminum foil pans for other freezer meals that are more like lasagnas um, that go in the oven you can, um, like I said, put them into a nine by 13. I mean, for literally less than $2, you can pick up nine by 13 glass pans. And a lot of them are a little slightly different size. So I label them like ABCD. I have like four different approximately nine by 13 glass dishes. And I label them with a permanent marker on the bottom. And then you can freeze the lasagna in there. And then once it's frozen, pop it out and wrap it in saran wrap and then foil and label, this goes in pan A, cook for blah, 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 and then you stack them in the freezer and you can have a stack and you pull it out, you put it in whichever pan it goes in, let it on thaw, and the next day you stick it in the oven when it's dinner time. Okay. So um, if you're not crock potting, there are other ways to do it that way. Okay. Or if, I'm sorry, if you don't want to use the baggies or the aluminum containers. Let's see always double. So, like, don't just make eight. If you're going to do the work, make 10 or 12 or 16. Uh, Let's see. Oh, one thing that I learned, I think part of why we disliked that first cookbook so much that I've learned over time is many of those recipes had noodles in them, and it said to put the noodles in, and that, like, if you had the right brand of noodles, that the noodles would not be too mushy. And I can never figure out what the magical brand was for that. What I have since learned is just cook the noodles separate and add them at the end unless you have a very specific recipe. I have a couple that, like, you add the noodles um, in the last hour and turn up the heat to high, and it cooks the noodles in. But for the most part, if you have a recipe that calls for noodles and you've got a generic slow cooker cookbook, just cook the noodles separate. You can do that in 10 minutes and dump it in at the end. Um, Okay, so my progression of cooking was using the cookbook daily, picking a recipe, making sure I had the groceries for it, cooking that one meal. Then I started prepping ahead quarterly, like what I just described, and then I found the magic meal tin. <laughs> so I wanted to, to show you this as well, because this is actually what I've been using for the last year, in addition every once in a while, I've only done mine once. Um, but. Now, I mainly have been using the Magic Meal Tin, and I'm going to put the link to that on right now. I think they're $40 for the meal tin, but then you've bought it once. You don't have to have a monthly subscription, and it basically does what I described as my process, but she did it for you for 12 weeks' worth, five meals a week. So even if there's a meal or two in there, there was about 10% of the meals that we decided we're not, we wouldn't make again. But the majority of them were really great and I have picky kids. Um, And so there were only a few that only my husband and I liked and none of the kids liked. So um, just to say, I really love that Mealton. I think it's worthwhile and it's a really good price for kind of the long term that you can use it over and over and over. If you want to try prep boxes, I will also put a Facebook link to that. We all have heard the whole list, right? Of Home Chef, HelloFresh, Sunbasket, Plated, Marley Spoon. Like, I've done reviews before on my Facebook page of different ones and compared them. Ones that were more kid-friendly, I thought. Ones that were just packaged weird and hard to store in my fridge. Um, and then which ones we like the best so um, I can do something briefly but to me that's a step back basically those meal prep things all they do is they shop for you so you have the specific ingredients and maybe not leftovers and they give you the recipes and they don't really you still have to spend an hour cooking dinner which as we've already heard I don't like doing so um, you still have to like prepare the whole thing I have found um, some websites that do, that—I've one of them I've tried, two of them I've tried, that do what I described with the grocery list and everything that I'm gonna show you like the meal tin and what I had prepared that do it as a subscription service, but it's indefinite, like if you do eat at home or e-meals, you pay monthly or you pay yearly, and then they you can pick the recipes and it, you can pull the grocery list sometimes into your Instacart app and it will kind of line that all up for you, but I didn't want to pay perpetually. So those, those are that's another option if, again, you're really, you want to do the digital option and do a subscription type thing. Um, there is a meal prep service that's in between, and I'm going to show you an example of that um, that basically does the freezer prep for you. So you don't get a box where you have to do all the prep. You don't get a meal that's already done. You get like the in-between point of how I prep for freezer meals. And that's called dinner affair, and I will show you an example of that. And then the last thing I would say is um, involve your kids now while they're little so that they always have a concept of how to be involved with dinner. And simple things would be to let them pick out what's for dinner, right? If you have three options in the fridge, let them pick out. My kids are older, like I said, so, um, you know, when they're toddler age, them being able to put the sticker labels on the bags or something while you're prepping that makes it fun for them to be involved and feel like they helped. But um, the biggest thing I would say now is um, I do have kids that cook with me and can cook with me. Um, but sometimes, we, we rotate through, say, four kiddos, so about once a month, they have a week where they're the dinner helper and they set the table. But when they're dinner helper, then they get to pick what order we eat, the freezer meals I've pulled out. So I'll say, we have pork loin, and we have chicken azteca, and we have kielbasa stew. Which one do you want to have tomorrow? And then they get to pick, and that makes them feel like maybe they'll eat more if they chose, right? Okay, so I'm going to do a little demo here of what it would look like in the morning if I were prepping for dinner. So what we've pulled out for today is apple pork chops, okay? So it's all dumped in there, and it says on here, low for five hours, which is just my shorthand. I'm mean, going to cook it on low for five hours. So again, it's frozen. I actually pulled this out of the freezer this morning. It's frozen. You can cook from frozen, meat from frozen. Been sitting out for only an hour, but I could have put this in there as a solid frozen bath. And I could do this into a light timer. I will just take it home, and since I'm gonna be home all day, I'm gonna remember to plug it in and okay. So there's my main dish. I have um, stuffing which is gonna get sprinkled on top in the last hour that it's cooking to like create a crunchy top, but I'm gonna save that to the side because I'll add that later. And then basically, I'm going to do one of those veggie pockets, right? So I took a little length of aluminum foil, and I'm going to dump some carrots in. And there's a little bit of moisture in this bag, but if there wasn't, you could throw in an ice cube or two, so it would kind of get steamy. And I'm only going to. And then I mentioned the butter buds. The butter buds are basically a sprinkle. It's like a butter sprinkle that's like you know, fat, no fat, no food. Like it's just a butter flavor. Um, and so I use this for these types of packets. I don't really use it for anything else, but you could, but I don't. And so I'm gonna give it a little bit of a butter taste. You could put a, you know, a tablespoon or two of your butter in there if you want it. And then I'm gonna put some honey in. We're basically gonna have like honey butter carrots. Okay? And you just kind of pound it in there because it'll all mix up when you take it out and kind of transfer it over. So I'm basically going to make a pouch. And so I bring it to the middle, I'm going to fold it over, fold up the edges, and literally drop it in on top. Done. Okay? That would be my normal dinner cup. Okay, the only thing I have to do is remember to turn it on <laughs> <laughs> and add this an hour before it's done. Okay? Um, so what, the dinner affair that I found this and I loved it is basically they come like this on dry ice and you order like however many meals you want but I usually order 12 at a time and then it lasts me like for an entire quarter. And this is just to have variety and try something different. I haven't ordered these in a while because I've had more prepped meals but um, this is roasted red pepper steak kebabs. And basically this lady has done all the prep work I would normally do, but she did it for me. So they're expensive, but as a change of pace or to try something different, it's still the, the similar idea. And some of hers are baked on the stove. Hers you do actually have to unthaw um, because hers are actual cooking in But Basically it comes in this um, butcher paper comes with a little set of instructions of how to cook it. So it's sort of like the meal boxes, right? But all the prep work has been done for you. So in here there are three things. There's the meat that she's already seasoned and prepped. That when it, so this will be our meal tomorrow. So when it's on thaw tomorrow will be this. She sent me the skewers. And then I'm assuming this is either the marinade or the sauce that we put over it at the end. So I would read the instructions. So she basically, they're either baked or stovetop types things, they're somewhere in between like those meal boxes where you have to do all the prep yourself and my style of freezer prepping. But just to say that there is, this is one company I found that is an option somewhere in between. And then I'm going to just briefly show you that magical meal tin that I mentioned. So um, we were out of town actually this weekend, got back last night, and hence why it was frozen. <laughs> uh, but it's okay because it will good. Um, this lady is um, somebody who, and I will label it as like magical meal because I think that's what she actually calls it. She has a whole bunch of meal plans, but the one that I got from her first that I love is her freezer or her slow cooker plan. Because it is exactly what I showed you that I spent the time doing on paper of recipes we liked, except it is 12 weeks of a grocery list recipe card that's dry erased like I went through my pantry before we left on the trip, took this card with me, ordered, ordered Instacart for pickup this afternoon of the stuff I didn't have that I knew that I didn't have in my pantry or in, and I had cleared out the fridge before we left because so we were gone for like a week. So all of a sudden, so you look through it, check off everything you already have, and then I put the rest of the stuff into a grocery app. And then I take out the week's worth of cards and they're the recipe cards and You would then have all the ingredients sitting in your fridge from that grocery list for that week. And so these are all slow cooker ones. So you have to spend the time prepping that morning. But because you already have everything, it's maybe 20 minutes in the morning. Okay. So 20 minutes in the morning, put all the stuff in your your crock pot, and then turn it on like normal. If you wanted to prep them all off of these, you could, but I use this as a like, okay, I have everything in the fridge I need for this plan for this week. So she basically found the recipes, tested them all, created the grocery list, um, basically did what I did, but in a recipe format that's in a little tin. She also has a um, pizza meal one where you, some of them are like, um, some of them are nine by 13 types things like lasagnas or baked spaghettis. Um, and I've really enjoyed that. She has a lot of other options like summer meals that are more salads and other things, but for the slow cooker freezer prep, those two I think are her best option because that's really what she was about. So um, she's kind of developing the other one just for the demand, but uh, I think her best option is for the freezer and the slow cooker. Slow so cooker? What? I will. It's called Passionate Penny Pincher. The only other thing I would caution for families that have a lot of littles and really don't have like it's geared for four to six people. She has teenage children now. She's been a blogger for many years. Um, if you have a smaller family size, you would definitely probably want to take one of her recipes, make it into two pans. So like a lot of people on her, she has a community um, on Facebook of people who've purchased the plants and a lot of couples that are home by themselves will say, I just always take The freezer meal and I make it into two smaller eight by eight cans instead of a nine by thirteen and we do it as two meals so one week then would give you ten meals instead of five Um, but for I uh, it says four to six but it usually feeds our family with leftovers and my very last tip is when you're done and everybody's eaten, get a set of these from Sam's put it straight into these which are dishwasher safe, microwaveable, and freezer safe. Label the date and what's in it. My husband used to purchase meal prep every week, five meals a week, to keep at work in his fridge. And now he just takes leftovers. And I usually grab leftovers because I don't want to eat the nuggets every day for lunch. So um, really easy way to then keep using your leftovers and get through them in a week um, and have meals already (laughs) Dinner, right? yeah. <laughs> so that's all I have for you. And I will, like I said, post all of that stuff that I mentioned on your Facebook page. I uh, love, love you moms. And I know that the work of doing the daily work is hard and monotonous and not joy-filled most of the time. But I hope that um, there's something here that you've learned today that can make it a little bit easier so that there's a little more of the enjoyment in dinner time. Thank you so much, Charlene. We're going to dismiss the discussion groups, and then at 10:55, we'll move to. The-